shot through the chart. Ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen and ladies? Are we actually recording? Yes, we are. I am AC Ponce. You sound sleepy. I'm not. I just don't know what the what the situation is right now. Your I am AC Ponce. Your name is Sleepy, and my name is Stephanie. And this is the Shot Through the Chart Music Review Podcast. How is everybody doing? I totally did my intro backwards. Yes. It's been so long since I've introed. Yes. I think that's why. I think I was like, wait, is that not how we usually do this? That's not how I usually do it. But this is not how we do it. I'm kind of buzzed, and it's all because... Because I'm really sleepy. I'm not that sleepy. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> uh, guys, this is the season six. Season finale. Oh my gosh, guys. We've done this is it the finale? six times. Six. Whole seasons. Can't believe it. And guess what? What? Guess what? There's going to be an episode right after this. What? How well, okay, is this the well, finale then? Well, no, no, no. It is, this is broken down into two parts <gasps> because we got so much content out of uh, our interview mm-hmm. with E-Burner and I don't know. I'm promise? Doing this, this like. I promise music? Yes. Uh, out of promise and E-Burner that uh, we, we broke and it Lauren. down. And Lauren. Yes, of course. Um from other side Austin, we got a lot of stuff, so I have two episodes worth of it. Um, That's so awesome. um, this will be coming out as the official season finale, but then as like a extended edition. No, uh, what's the word? Bonus. A bonus. Bonus episode. Uh, we're gonna be releasing uh, our game of mixtape and um, just some behind Fun the scenes stuff. funny stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was so much that we didn't get to catch. Um, but it was pretty great. We had such Sunday a great was a time. busy day. It was a very was busy day. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's kind of start this off, Steph. What did you think of nineteen ninety five? It was good. It was. It got up to a point where I was just like, "This is great," and yeah. then it kind of. It didn't fizzle out. I don't want to use that term. You, but it... You felt like there was some sort of decline at the yeah, end? Yeah, I feel like there was some... I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of the songs in the top 10 could have been moved around. Yeah, but I feel like we but feel that... Every season, I feel yeah. like... I feel like... I, feel I mean, I wasn't I disappointed in the top five this year. I actually like the top five. I feel, feel, feel. I keep so, saying feel. Feel fish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm really excited, actually, for next season. I know. Just yeah. because now you is the time where like I'm really remembering yes. all these songs right. from it's my not, childhood. It's yeah. not so much, you know, just like kind of... This historic I- archive. It's right. actually like, hey, this was my life. Right. This was... Uh, that yeah. I actually remember. Exactly. Like, I remember where I was and like the people I was right. with when I heard this song. And so... Yeah, I mean it's kind of cool that we're we're kind of we're at that point now. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, to love you forever. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, what did you think? I I I liked it as well. I kind of. 
I don't know if I kind of got that fizzling out. I felt like mm-hmm. it just more so plateaued. Okay. Um, rather than maybe just maybe that like, was the word. Yeah, maybe. It, I mean, it it didn't like can it wasn't like this continual climb, mm-hmm. like to where we met this climax mm-hmm. of you know the songs, which was like I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> You're silly. Um, because what was what was ninety. 90 um what i can't remember what 94's number one was but 93's was i will always love you Mm -hmm. and so i mean that's that's when we really hit a crescendo of just like hits yeah of just like there was a absolute lead up to that like everything was just building and building and building right and then it just you know I think last season's top five was great, honestly. Yeah. Um, was, so num- last year's number one was The Sign by Ace of Base. Which I was not mad at at all. Um, I, you were, like, okay with it. Yeah, I was all right. Like, I wasn't, like, you know, I wasn't mad at it. Like, I wasn't ranting and raving like you were mm-hmm. in, in our first season. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Why do you keep bringing that At up? the same time, I wasn't, you know. In awe. Yeah. I wasn't. Truly impressed. I mean, I was based on what we had been dealing with before. Yeah. Year no. Yeah, I I guess I guess. Um. Let's see. Do 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 do. So let's see. Kind of let's go over the top five, mm-hmm. top ten, one more time. This is how we do it. Number ten. Um, one of them days, Monica take a bow. Madonna, Fantasy, Mariah Carey, Another Night, Real McCoy, On Bended Knee, Boys to Men, That's Kiss from five. a Oh, sorry, whatever. Kiss from a Rose, number Seal, four. Creep by TLC, number Waterfalls, three. TLC, Two. and Gangsta's Paradise number by Coolio. One. So, I think the crescendo for me mm-hmm. was On Bended Knee. Okay. I feel like Kiss from a Rose could have been lower in the top ten, and... I think we could switch Kiss from a Rose and On Bended Knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. And I think maybe switching Fantasy with one of the TLC songs. If if someone was like, choose a number one right now uh-huh. for 95, it's going to be Fantasy for me. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna I think be that I would song. say probably Waterfalls, On Bended Knee, or Fantasy. Yeah, for me, it's undoubtedly Fantasy. For I mean, just as fun as that song is, mm-hmm. and like it's, it feels like a summer hit. It yeah. feels I don't know when it came out officially, but it feels like a summer hit. It feels like a real fun kind of. I mean, it's a it's it's scream worthy. It has staying power. Yeah, I you know. I that's mean, I my, think all the top tens have staying power. It's just that some have more impression in our mind. I think. Mm-hmm. But, like, the songs that we continuously can, like, hear the most, I think, are those three. Can you pull that back up? Nope, sorry. Uh, are On Bended Knee, Waterfalls, and Fantasy. Right. I think those are my top three right there yeah. instead of what we have. Yeah. Uh, top ten for me is probably going to be... Um, I think top ten for me, they all would stay the same. Or they wouldn't stay the same. They would all stay there in the top ten. I would just mix them around a bit. Yeah. Right. I get that. The only one that I, I'm kind of iffy on is Monica. 
but that that just goes back I to I know, I know, but that just kind of goes back to nostalgia or lack thereof for me. Mm-hmm. Like I like Monica, and but this is not a song that I'm a hundred percent familiar with. Oh, I am. So I mean, and and that kind of plays also into might be it. A girl thing. That too. That too. Um, but yeah, I think my top three. Number one would be fantasy. Number two would be this is how we do it, and then my number three on bended knee. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. This is how we do it. Yeah, I mean, just as much as it's still continued to be referenced to mm-hmm. and played now, just for it to be number 10 is kind of disappointing. But there are some uh, some names that I was, um, I, I, I want to say, not ready to see, but that's not, I mean... I was excited to see. I mm-hmm. was anticipating to see. I don't know what the words are. Um, but, like, seeing Hootie and the Blowfish on there, mm-hmm. uh, seeing some, uh, who else? Brandy. Brandy, yeah. Notorious B.I.G. And then coming around to the TLC that I grew yeah. up with. Yeah. I think that was cool. Like, yes, what they is had. This hand movement? I don't know. I'm just. It's like you have a shiv. <laughs> I'm making a point. Oh, Hey-o. But um Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, Shaggy. I think that was one of the biggest uh, surprises to me, especially with a song that I actually knew mm-hmm. and actually like a lot. So I was... Uh, King of Scrolls. Um, Soul For Real. I'm still surprised that... Because You Are Not Alone is number 21, mm-hmm. and yet Scream is at the bottom... Somewhere at like, not ninety four. What was it? Fifty something. Nope. No. Fifty six. So I was close. Um, yeah, I mean, as powerful as that song is, and once again, I hope it's a situation where, when we look at ninety six, it's a lot higher up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping. Let, let Let's um, deep dive here a little bit. Nah, it came out in May. Mm-hmm. Mid year, so yeah. So I don't, I don't see it coming back around. Goodness, well, okay. depending on what else they had coming out at the time, maybe. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good year. Another good year, and I was super happy that we. Uh, I wonder when we're gonna get to a year and we're just like, all oh, this is crap. I felt like 90 was that year. <laughs> it really was. Like we enjoyed like separately we like enjoyed yeah. some of the some of the songs but like uh, also separately there were songs where we were like I hate this song mm-hmm. so much and we could never be like so cohesive. Um at least that was the Yeah, what I think I that was the most divided season that we've done. Yeah, but now as we're getting closer to the 2000s we're yeah. kind of like yes, like yeah. this is it. I feel like just like once we get to like 98 and 99, we're going to be like, yes, right. yes, or we're going to be extremely pissed off depending about, because that's like when we were like in the peak of elementary school, right. really like dancing and excited the about streets. these songs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so what's been going on in your life? Uh, we did our first uh, South by thing. We did. And that was, like, Sunday was a busy day, y'all. This is what happened. Do you right? want to talk about Sunday or you want to talk about Wednesday? 
Eh. Wednesday can just be forgotten. That was just a food traveling day for us. Kind of. So essentially, <laughs> we we went and did. We were gonna go and do a podcast or meetup um, on Wednesday. South by podcast mm-hmm. or meetup. It probably didn't help that we were late, but we got there. But it's and not like we were like that late. We were an hour late. Were we? Yes. I thought it was like thirty minutes. Nope. Oh well, whatever. Um, I don't think that would have mattered honestly just with the group that was there like they already seemed like they knew each other right and they were content to not meet new people right but uh just hang out with their friends right so anyway so we we went to a podcaster meetup in downtown austin kind of like an official south by well i don't know how official but it was certainly organized and billed as a south by event um, and it was supposed to be like a networking and I wanted to go cause like, I want to see like who else is out there? Who can we collaborate with? Like who can we, you know, levels not moving. What do you mean? Is it supposed to be moving? Oh, this one? No. Okay. Cause we don't have that set up. Okay. Not yet. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of disappointing to get there and like, Maybe there were some mixers earlier, some icebreakers, that I don't sort of think thing. So it didn't look like that's what was happening. Like everyone kind of looked like they were either off by themselves or like with one other person right. talking. And just from the conversations I gathered from, it didn't even seem like our crowd. Yeah. Like the the thing I'm very bothered by in the podcasting community right now is like the majority is either like true crime podcasts yeah. or business or entrepreneur podcast and it's just like oversaturated with that and so i just feel like there's not so many when we get into groups like that like we really can't connect i feel like it's like high school and like here's like the group of people who like think they're all that and here's the people who actually are pretty good and they're not too snotty here are the people who are pretty new and nobody really wants to talk to them and here are the people who just suck and they know it and they're just sticking right right but what's crazy is that we did end up talking to one person, uh, and he ended up not even being someone who was there for the event. He walked in off the street. Yeah. He but just, he like he it just was found crazy. out there was free booze. Right. But also the cool thing was like he had a significant amount of music knowledge, like yeah. a serious amount, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So, so shout out to Ray J. Ray J. That's our second Ray. I don't know if he, he's going to start listening, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of disappointing that, you know, oh, we, we could not find, after, so. we could not find our tribe. Yeah. You know, like, it's a shame because as big as South by has become for music, mm-hmm. it was just a shame that there weren't any music podcasters Podcast, out yeah. there. And when I asked people, like, are there any other Austin podcasters? Like, there's one other one. There are metal podcasts, which, like, we have yeah. no issue with, but, yeah. like, we have Where's no way of, variety? like, yeah. like we, there's so much that could be, so much that could be covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is, which I is. I mean, we can't do it all, y'all. Well, so. I mean, it's, it, what I was about to say is, like, I feel like it's going to end up being our responsibility to be. I hope not. That's a lot of extra stuff. Well, I mean, that 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 just means more growth for us, you know? I know, but that, I mean, this needs to be a full-time thing then because oh, we yeah, don't have that absolutely. kind of time. No, but I, I think we're in the right city for also, what we're doing. he's not farting. It's, he keeps adjusting his foot on the chair, and these are leather chairs. And I have a leather belt. And it keeps Because I'm fancy like that. 
Yeah. Oh, boy. He got it from this small boutique shop called Walmart. <laughs> uh, I hear they're pretty high end. Yeah, quite. Uh, <laughs> um, they but have yeah, breeders after- and everything. <laughs> no, they're getting rid of them. I know, that's sad. Which is really sad. Um, um, but yeah, so afterwards, we kind of just walked. Around well, we started to walk around and then we saw P. Terry, so we got burgers. Yeah, and then it was super crowded, and we kind of had that. Is what's fear of large crowds? Is that agoraphobia? Yeah, yeah. So we we, I think you are more so. You're, like, yes. I think you are more affected by that than I am. Or do you in feel what, like it's the other in way? What sense? Just like how much it bothers you. Like it doesn't crowds. bother me. I just don't want to be standing on top of people. So if I can find a comfortable spot for me to park myself and right. not be in the way, then I'm gonna do that. Yeah, but it, either way, like we just we were like, okay, there's just too much chaos happening right now. Let's just go home. Well, like, and then it, we got more food. I just, I just, I'd rather have a sense of direction where we're going. Like yeah. South by, you can't just kind of walk in anywhere. Right. And I didn't want to be walking around aimlessly downtown. Um, with all the BS going on downtown during South by, so yeah, we tried to make it advent an adventure and like it just kind of <laughs> the fact that we ventured downtown the first yeah month. that was but it was cool sorry uh, but it was cool because uh, the building that we want to live in when we move downtown please pray for us um, was where we parked and y'all the parking situation for South by is rough yeah you don't even want to know how much we paid for parking yeah. Good thing the alcohol was free. <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of hard to drink as a guy on the keto diet, too, so <laughs> that wasn't all that great for me. Um, I had a bottle. I, I did not have a bottle of wine. I was like, wine. a bottle? I had Good. some wine, brought back some bad memories, and I was like, I can't do that. Oh, Paris. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, uh, then I think, what did we do? When we came back, we ate food and then i think you did some editing yeah uh i was recording i was trying to figure out some recording stuff uh cool thing is that uh we've kind of got our space set up uh in a way that we can start doing more sttc media productions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so we'll have new content fresh content for y'all so that's exciting fresh exciting fresh get out of my head um also anyway what else is going on with you? What do you have in the works? Uh, in the works, golly, I have so much in the works. Finishing editing the first episode, which is supposed to be out by now, mm-hmm. but I've just had a hard time getting having the time to do everything. I've just been yeah. so busy at work. Can, can we just talk about the fact that like we have so much stuff that we're trying to do and trying to cover and record and edit all at the same time that we keep telling you guys we're doing things. We are still doing them. Yes. Don't think we're flaking out on you. It's just all this stuff is a process and it's a learning curve for both of us. Yes. So, uh, if, and also like if we don't like things, we are not going to put them out Yeah. so that we can just take them down. Yeah. Like I did that last week. I put something out. I liked it. But it's not exactly where I wanted to go, right. so I took it you down. You had a whole different right. track that you wanted to go down, right. and then you just kind of looked at it. It was like, it's not going to work out the way that I right. wanted to and make right. it look the way that I wanted to. And you just like, you didn't give up on it. You just took it a different direction, yeah. which I think is fine. And and the cool thing is, I think that the direction, and that's, I think, with 
creativity of what we do and content mm-hmm. creators, which I kind of hate that stigma, but I mean, um, essentially that's what we are. Yeah. Uh, you could have a great idea and start working on it, and it's not at all what you envisioned. Right, right. So you have to change it and tweak it, especially because we kind of know a little bit what our audience expects from us and what they usually see from us. So we're not exactly sure when we do this these new things how the reaction or the response will be. Right. We just know that it wants to be good quality. Right, because, you know, I, I don't know if I've said anything about this, like, on the podcast, but now we're having like friends and family be like, "Hey, I heard your stuff. Like, it sounds right. like out of nowhere. Like yeah. we've had people, yeah, and they're like, it sounds good.' And now, like, that's even more pressure. Like, okay, yeah, the next one cannot suck. Stuff. Well, not it's not for me. It's not even that. It's just that now we know more people are actually listening. Right, exactly. Like it's becoming real. Like they're not being silent about the fact that they're listening anymore. Right, right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so this past Sunday we were super busy. We had church and then we went and did a we went and covered part of i wish we could have done more of it uh i asked the organizer if we can come back next year he said to get a hold of him next year Mm -hmm. to where we can do it again but we went to a um uh cabrini cabrini fest right it's not really like an official south by thing or an actual festival it's just He's been doing it for the past four years. Right, it's so. just a party at this guy's house. Um, but he's got like a stage set up and artists well, perform. Well, it's, it's, it's a, a porch, but still. Right. But still, like the way it's set up, yeah, it no, looks it, like it, a stage. Yeah, it felt legit. Like yeah. it was kind of crazy. And I have video of that as well, um, which is more stuff I got to edit. But also, anyway, the cool thing is like uh, we did some mini artist interviews, yes. which was kind of like a spur of the moment idea. Mind but you, it we, really two was, of them were artists we were already, already going to interview. But I mean, it. It doesn't matter. It was I know, still no. Really it was just like it was. Yeah. I don't want to call it practice because this is this this is gonna go out and mm-hmm. it it turned out really good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like it turned out really, really, really great. And so, um, it was kind of a spur of the moment like idea. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, you know what? Let's just run with it and see how it goes. You you want to know how spur of the moment this was? <laughs> okay, guys. I I posted about this on Facebook. Stories. I hope y'all watched it. Uh, nobody reacted to it, but I hope y'all got the gist of what happened. Yeah. So, AC, you please tell your story so, of your psychoticness and your perfectionism and you being your mother's son. I, I ordered a, a new microphone for my camera that I needed for recording, and I find out, like, two days before I need it, Oh, I don't have the right thing to connect it to my camera, and I'm freaking out, and I'm like, also "Okay." The day that we got it in the mail. Right. Well, that's not we. Let me get back to that. So I order it, and it says, "Okay, like available for delivery tomorrow," and I'm like, "Great, one day delivery, awesome." This is the part that he needs. Yes, and I order it, think nothing of it, check the next day. I was like, "Oh, when's it gonna get to the house?" And it says it'll be there. The next day, which which means it they changed it. I don't, I don't know how or why, but it changed from one-day delivery to two-day delivery. I'm like, all right, hopefully it gets to my house. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go to church. We'll run back to my house, let my dog out. Maybe it'll be there by then. And we're sitting there in my garage mm-hmm. tracking the guy, and he's like two streets over, and we're like, we're, we know we're going to be late. And I'm like, screw we had it. To, we had to be at Cabrini at 1 
It was 12.45, and Asu was like, no, let's just hold off a little bit longer. Yeah. Luckily, they were running late as well, so... Um, but anyway, so I, I tracked down the the delivery driver, flagged him down. No, no, no. I think you need to go back and really explain. So we're sitting in the car. We're, he was like, no, we'll wait till this time. I, you need to, and no, then, you need to, <laughs> I can't fully explain it in words. Be, gr- good thing is you have it all on video. Well, like I, my yes. insanity. I, yes, like, okay, so I'll probably have him add some of the audio from that clip. Hopefully, if you can do that. I don't know. Or Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure something out. But, like, probably every, like, five, one. every two minutes, I was like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, we need to leave. He's like, no, 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 no. He's two streets over. And then he's like, no, we're just going to go meet him. We're going to go find him. And I'm like, how are you going to find him? He's like, I have a tracker. And I'm like... But it's not like a line by line tracker. Yeah, it was. It was like he is like a dot on the street, so yes, I knew exactly. where that was. So it just shows you the street. But I'm like, these people move so fast, like you don't know where Clearly they're going to be. Clearly not. Any, can you finish the story first before you tell them they don't move that fast? But, and I'm just saying, it is twelve fifty something. We need to be thirty minutes away. In 10 minutes. And he's like, no, we got to go. We're going to go. Because it says we're this many stops away, but he's on this street, so I don't know. We drive literally one street over, and then but in through the neighborhood, take a couple left turns, mm-hmm. and then a right. And then we see this truck, and I'm like, something, something logistics. And I'm like, I think that's it. You're like, oh, no, I don't think that's it. And then you stop, and you're like, that's it. And then you go to go reverse, and you see the guy get back in his truck. And I was like, you might want to pull up. He parks in front of a fire hydrant, no, jumps out no, of the car. No, I made sure it wasn't in front of the fire you hydrant. You were. I was, my door, if I opened my door, I was right next to the fire hydrant. Anyway, and it was right on the curb, like right at the corner. So if anyone was coming to need to drive by, it, they were going to be screwed. But anyway, he runs, and the driver's starting to pull away from the curb, and he like waves his hands. Have that on video. It was great. Uh, if you want to see AC run <laughs> after you don't want to see that you don't guy. want to see that and then the guy was like he sticks his head out the window right yeah and then I don't know whatever yeah, I'm sure the guy's freaking out he's like what does this guy want no know. so I just told him I was like I have the tracking I have the tracking number I have the order number I have my ID on me I have the address that you need to go to I will do whatever it takes for me to get this thing from you he's like well I don't know I was like I have it all and he's all right, just give me your address. And so he goes in the back, he grabs it. I tip the guy five bucks and I run in the car. But he said like he like he's was supposed to be like the next stop or no, what, no, no, whatever, no. Were like, what stop were you supposed to be? There, what did it say? It said that there were eight stops ahead of me. And how many did he scroll past? Thirty at least. Oh my god. Yeah. In that one neighborhood, he was literally only one street over. But Thirty, at least, at least, like he was, he. It took him like a good, you know, minute, and like you know how fast you can scroll yeah. through your phone. Yeah, and there were just like addresses flying by mm. until he got to mine. Like, ugh. and then yeah, but he got it. It was hilarious. It, it was. He ran back to the car and was just like air fist pumping, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then he got in the car and we just zoomed off. He was like, all right, I need you to get the backpack. I need you to get the camera. And I'm like, can you? Just focus on driving so we can get there. And then he wanted to, we were at a red light. 
this red light's pretty long, but like closer to the end of the red light, he was like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to go in the trunk and grab the stuff. And I was like, I totally no, could have. it's about to turn green. There and guess what? Time. It was about to turn green. There and I was, was like, just, it's time. fine because we're already late. I've done this so many times. I don't care. We're already late. That's how you roll just, in Texas. Just finish driving. And when we get there, we'll figure it out. And guess what? They were starting late anyway, so we were fine. I think, I think I was because we look super official. I wanted to, I wanted to test it out, even though I didn't have the microphone on me. Yeah, and Seth was like, "I can't open it." I was like, "Give me that." He and literally I, ripped it with his. Teeth. I li- ripped it open with my teeth. But then yesterday, okay, so I felt your pain about this whole delivery situation yesterday because I was waiting for my Amazon delivery, and it said he was on Sunrise. Yeah. And then he said, you're next. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I saw the thing. Oh, shit. It saw the thing, and it said I was five Excuse stops away. Which, and it was only one street over, and I was like, all right, five stops. I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Exactly. But then, but no, like, five minutes later, he was on his way to me. But then 10 minutes go by, and I was like, dude, I gave you the gate code. I told you to just drop it off at the office. Like, what's the deal? Um... So, I just, I go and walk over to get the mail, like, while I'm waiting for him, because I'm like, oh, he'll just drop by, and then I'll at least be out, uh, and hopefully I'll catch him while he drives by. (laughs) This is the first time an Amazon delivery has ever followed my instructions. I said, if the office is open, drop it off there. Mm -hmm. If not, here's the gate code. But, when I went to get the mail, he was dropping other stuff off to people. And I was like, I'm not next. There's like five other people in our complex mm-hmm. that were before me. Yeah. I was like, just because he's here doesn't mean he's delivering to me. Exactly. It was insane. But then I heard him because I got the mail, came back. I heard his truck. He stopped, opened his door, looked at his, I, I'm assuming he looked at his phone, saw the notes, got back in his truck and drove away. And I was like, damn. But our office is open till. Six. So I walked to the office. I made myself a smoothie and got my package, and then anyway. got AC a DJ gig. <laughs> she hasn't got potentially. Anyway. 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 But yeah, that was the past few days, and it was crazy, and it was fun. Like, it was a long day on Sunday, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we've got the interview for eBurner and Promise on the other side of this break. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. I make art from the heart because we all know it's hard to love. We try to live life bright like the stars above because it's dark in these streets. So hard in these streets, I'm saying, look. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to the Shots of the Music Podcast. We are in the studio. Um, with some, in an actual studio, once again, back here in the shed quarters, Austin, Texas. Hi, Josh. Good gosh dang it. I am so happy to be back here. One of my favorite places to be. This is the shot through the chart, home away from home. So happy to be here. Uh, names on the wall. Oh, good God. I love, yes, when, uh, I love seeing that. Yes, yes. I'm so happy to, to have it here, uh, to have it up. Um, but we've got, uh, we've got uh, eBurner and Promise in the Woo-hoo! studio today. What guys, yeah. thank you very much for joining us. Uh, as well as Lauren Lyman returning once love again. Um, oh, so glad awesome. to have her back here. Thanks for um, having me. Yes, no, we're, we're we're super excited. We were we were excited to be working with you again after our interview with Curtis, and we had a chance to uh, talk not too long ago when we went and saw his show 
finally getting Steph out there to go see him. Yep. Um, and it took a long time. It did take a long time. But it happened. It took yep, too long. That's all right. I've um, seen him live twice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so we were really happy to, to be able to do that. And then we kind of got talking as South by came through. You guys, you, 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 you took a trip to New York. We were wrapping up our season. We mm-hmm. didn't know how to end it. Um, and then South by rolled around and said, hey, let's, uh, let's make something happen. So uh, that's kind of where we're magic. That's where we're at now. So, uh, but before we get to uh, to, I don't want to call them the main attraction and leave you. you oh, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, I'm fine. I have cookies. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm opening here. the Milano cookies as we speak. So <laughs> cookies and coffee. So you know, right? just uh, uh, whatever. Milano. Uh, <laughs> describe it away. Does, that, <laughs> does like, that have anything to do with Milan? I don't think so. I never even asked. That's the only I way they eat their cookies in Milan. I just <laughs> saw, I just saw creamy goodness, chocolate goodness coming out of uh, two wafers, you and I just thought you were really tearing at that. You, there's <laughs> no the structural integrity this of that bag has been This used to be easier when I was a kid. <laughs> right? <laughs> These right. cookies will be gone no by the end subtle. of the interview. I want a cookie. <laughs> yeah. right. They look smaller than usual too. This is a what catastrophe. Is no. Are they <laughs> smaller or Pet, are we Pet, bigger? Petrich Farms is, uh, <laughs> Good is downsizing. They're downsizing, man. Right? Because these, yeah, were very popular growing up. The the commercials yeah. and everything. Especially the mint one. Amazing. Size doesn't matter. Weren't they? When the, the chocolate. No, this is the ocean, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, the chocolate well, actually, was like, Texas oh. is all about everything's bigger here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, guys. Um, like I said, we have uh, eBurner and Promise in the hey. in the studio today. Super happy that they're here, Lauren. Hey, hey. thank you for bringing them uh, bringing Lauren. them here to us. Thank you for fetching these guys. <laughs> and thank <laughs> you, guys, for bringing them in for us. Um, it's quite fetching, yeah. For those of you who have not heard our past interview with uh, Curtis, Curtis Lee, who Lauren had. Uh, Brought us last time. I feel like I should not say brought us. I yes, sir. Uh, Lauren Lyman weird. and the teenagers. Mm, and the right. <laughs> Back to my joke. Um, <laughs> I'm get rid of my Frankie <laughs> Lyman and the teenagers. But Lauren <laughs> runs uh, Other Side Austin here in Austin, Texas. Uh, oh, Congratulations and all that stuff. Uh, anything crazy or fun or big going on at over over at Other Side and the artists that you're working with? Um, actually, um, well, other than Curtis, um, you know, just uh, he's got his new album coming out. Yes. But um, so excited. Yeah. It's not a Christmas album like we wanted, Damn. but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'll ever do that, but if we'll he does, see. he needs to have like a polar bear rug. He needs to lay <laughs> on with like some roses with his hat, with his hat. Yeah. nothing but his hat and that oh polar. Bear. <laughs> I'm just oh kidding. No. I'm, I'm sorry. No, that's terrible. <laughs> but um, I'm just also. I hope he hears this. Um, oh, he will. <laughs> he probably Make will. It. I'm. I'm also working on a uh, day festival. Actually, that's happening mm-hmm. next week. Yes. Uh, the 24th, Sunday, March 24th. Congo Square, yeah. ATX. It's my story. Hold on. <laughs> this is, I'm going to be doing this throughout the entire podcast. He's always That's interrupting me. That's what podcasting me. is. He's it's my couples b- talking over each he's other. He's my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm gonna she be just so wants to whip me. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> but it's also my story, so. <laughs> I'm only supporting. I know. Yeah. He's your he, hype man. He is. Yeah. No, no, no. I love my man. He's just, I give him, we're like a bickering, yeah, ongoing bickering old couple. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. What's that you say? Because he's an old man. <laughs> um, no, he has an old soul. But uh, anyway, the festival is next Sunday, March 24th, and it's going to be at the Vortex. Um, and it's a drum circle um, event, and also there's live music. Uh, so it's um, basically uh, Congo Square ATX. Um, it's kind of carrying on the tradition of the original Congo Square, which is in New Orleans, but it's also kind of an African roots 
um, gathering that is that goes back even further than that. Mm-hmm. So um, so they're kind of she's just trying to create uh, LV Schooley is the director, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of trying to recreate that that tradition. Um, she's done it for three years. This is the third one. And uh, yeah, so that's been fun. I've just been doing the social media website stuff, you know, putting up the blog for her um, PR as well. And there hasn't, you know, unfortunately, it seems like it's hard to get people excited about that uh, part of Austin mm-hmm. and culture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's been kind of a trial, I'd say. That's, right. that's been a challenge this right. year. Just a shame because it, it, it is just as much a part of the music scene right. yeah. as, you know, Anything the else. bars downtown or, yeah. or the clubs or what have you, right? Right. So that, that, that's a shame. But, you know, I think it's, it's awesome that there's somebody out there who's looking to keep those uh, traditions alive. Agreed. Uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of keep up with that with that history. So uh, but awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that sounds like something that's that's pretty, uh, mm-hmm. pretty awesome to be a part of and, and, and get going. So, yeah, I mean, just having. I don't want to use the word advocate, but just having somebody else out there who's who's pushing to to make sure that stuff happens is, is pretty awesome. So she's Thank definitely you. an advocate for sure. That's like her personality. I always love her for that, too. So it's like. She definitely yeah, advocates <laughs> good stuff. And I think Congo Square is definitely a worthwhile experience. I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun for everyone to right. enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be um, Kiko, Villamitz- Kiko Villamitzar. He's a Colombian uh, musician. He's got this big band that's going to be headlining the event. And then Roland in the Roots Rhythm. I mm-hmm. uh, did PR for him for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a reggae <coughs> band. So, yeah, so, like, there's reggae, there's Colombian music, there's... Uh, Shango Deli, he's a Grammy-winning percussionist. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So I think he's going to be leading the drum circles. And uh, it's, it's also, yeah, audience participation. There's an artisan market. And so it's going to be a really fun event at the Vortex um, from 12 to 8, like an awesome. all-day thing. Okay. And uh, was there a, a website that you, you'd want to send them to if they wanted to look up any information or anything like that? Yep, yep. So it's uh, drumtheprogram.org. So the, uh, it's presented by that organization, Drum the Program. Awesome. Uh, and the full lineups on there, and they can see who all is performing. Yeah, dope, dope, so. dope. That sounds awesome. Um, Thank you for asking for that for all that info. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know uh, this this podcast goes outside the walls of of uh, of Austin, but you know, anybody who is coming into town, you know, if they want to see why we call ourselves the live music cap of the world, you know, mm-hmm. all all that information needs to be out there. So right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to Truth. to put Truth. that out there. So Truth, but. Lauren, as much as uh, as much as we love talking to you, um, <laughs> I want to point the attention to uh, the two gentlemen that we have uh, in the room. We have uh, Eburner, local DJ, local producer, uh, fourth generation Austinite. Fourth generation, probably the Yay. rarest title I've ever heard for somebody <laughs> from Austin, Texas. Yes. Four generations. The, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the fun. The, yeah, there was a so. funny thing about that. Actually, was. Um, it was senior year of high school. Uh, there was a big alumni ceremony at Austin High. Austin High is the, one of the oldest high schools mm-hmm. west of the Mississippi. My mom was trying to, she was there in attendance to not just see me perform, but just be a part of it as she was an alumnus at that high school. So cool. And she wanted me to get up right when they said, second generation students, please stand up. And she was like, get up. I'm like, wait, I was like, didn't you say four? And, you know, and she's like, no, uh, like, you're second generation, get up. I'm like, 
okay, what? <laughs> I ended up getting up on the fourth because that's what I thought because I'm just yeah. a little bullheaded sometimes like that. But <laughs> <laughs> So that's actually how I discovered that I'm fourth-generation Austinite, but I'm also second-generation Austin Hyde kid. That's wow, interesting. that's pretty crazy. Hmm. Now, that's a, that's a, a, a badge of honor nowadays yeah. with so many right. people coming to... What is it like? A hundred families coming yeah. to Austin every single day. According yeah. mm. um, to Mayor Adler, at the recent SoundSync meetup that I uh, that he w- he and I were in attendance to, he said there's like uh, a easily a thousand seven hundred people come in a day. A day. Crazy. A wow. day. That's in so the thousands crazy. now. Right. We're in the that's thousands. Right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, we love our town, but uh, if you come here for a for a festival or an event or something like that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, I mean, sorry. promise you can, Please. you can stay. We'll keep you. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep there you. are some people worthwhile, like my buddy. Uh, wow, I was gonna say Toronto. So <laughs> mixing <laughs> the words Toronto and promise together. To promise. To promise. To promise. <laughs> or something like that. Sorry. That sounds like an African like. Uh, to promise. <laughs> to promise. To To bring it to my people. <laughs> uh, but also we have. Uh, all the way from Toronto, Canada. Yes. Uh, yeah. The six, as they like to call it. Yes? Am I, am I correct in saying that? I don't listen to enough Drake. That's, that's, um, that, that's what they like to call it. That's what they like to call it. We have a promise all the way from Toronto, Canada. Thank yeah. you for gracing our, our city and uh, you know uh, being here for South By. And, and thank you for being here as well. Thank oh, you yeah. for having us. No, I'm, I'm super excited uh, to have you here. Um, so let me throw this question out to the both of you. Let me start with Evan real quick. Um, I myself am a, am a DJ as well. I'm not on the scale as you or anybody else uh, hey. you know, who's actually performing. I'm just, you know, weddings and parties hey, and that sort of thing. you get paid for those. I things. do get paid. Yeah, yes, really. It's but no judgments here. No, <laughs> I, no I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not as much a creator as I am guy who knows how to pick music at a party. <laughs> so, gotcha. But, uh, Listen, uh, you'd be surprised how hard that is to come by. Yeah. Sometimes, yes, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it can be, yeah. But, uh, but that, be- that being said, there's always a name behind a stage, a stage name. There's yeah. always something. There's always something that led up to mm-hmm. you calling yourself E-Burner. And, uh, we're curious as to what that is for you. The story um, originally started with uh, a nickname given to me by uh, my former New York boss. She described my personality by, my nick- by giving me this nickname called General LC. And that was actually my first producer uh, name as an artist as well. Let and me interrupt you real quick. When you say New York boss, you're not talking. You you weren't part of the mafia, were you? <laughs> it sounds like best friends. I, I, I can't talk to you about <laughs> these okay, sorts right, of things right enough, now. You enough. know, we're just gonna have to graze this one over, my buddy. We're gonna have to graze that one over, AC. Can't talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, she was just a performing arts in her box office. I just worked in the in the pack, as mm-hmm. we called it, and um, and she was really super cool. She was a local Long Island girl. Um, not <laughs> Rhode Island, as we were talking about. People know the difference. They don't. They, <laughs> no. The well, the problem is, is Rhode Island is so small that you don't even know you went through it. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I keep, I keep telling her. It takes you at least 45 minutes to an hour to get through the whole state, okay? I tell her that, That's you know, when they did time. the state quarters, True. The, the size of Rhode Island on that state quarter was actual size. Whatever. <laughs> Respect to the little to the little states. Right. To the little guys. Mm-hmm. To the little guys. I mean, so that's where my family's is, at. This so. is uh, this is 
Texas elitism, so Whatever. sorry. <laughs> Believe me, as a Texan, uh, I just want to get out of it when I'm driving through. I'm just like, are we done yet? No, <laughs> yeah, there's, no. There's a lot of it. It's long-winded. Yeah. So going back to sorry, the story. But <laughs> long-winded indeed. Um, so she gave me the first name, General LC, which stands for Loose Cannon. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but after working out the music, it kind of get my name gave me a mindset. It was more hip hop oriented. So mm-hmm. I was just like, hmm, I'm not going to be rapping. I'm not that good. My voice sounds weird when it's recording as I'm hearing my voice now. I was <laughs> like, no. So I went with another name and um, I was at home when I came back from New York and I looked at we have lots of Apple computers at our house. So we had this old EMAC, mm-hmm. which is stands for the educational Mac. Mm-hmm. It was something that we got because it was cheap and it, and it was really good. And that kind of inspired me one day to like, I want to do something like that. Something that's a name that's underrated or unknown, mm-hmm. underground, mm-hmm. and kind of attach that because I, I affiliate to that kind of mindset. Right. And I'm also, I don't know if I can talk about this like pot, you know. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. This yeah, is- free range. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I and mean, I was very much a pothead. Still smoke my weed. I enjoy my good share of green tea. Um, so yeah, I kind of combined those two names and gave myself that. And and I felt that this time the name wasn't limiting mm-hmm. as General LC was. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Hmm. That's, man, yeah, no, I was... I was right. There was a story behind it. It is quite a um, story. Yeah. So I mean, wh- what was that like? You know, having to to get out of that that uh, that habit of like, okay, I'm not. Let me let me ask you this: Is as a DJ and a producer, is General LC was that a different guy compared to who Eburner is today? Ooh, Easily. That's a good yeah. question. Yeah. Easily. What What would you say is the biggest difference? The difference is clarity. With General LC, there was a fogginess that could go like in this w- weird direction that would n- go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that I find important about music, period. Like, no question is that music has to go somewhere. It has to have mm-hmm. some meaning, even if the meaning itself is to be intentionally um, an, an enigma, mm-hmm. a strange, unusual, mystery, mystery, mystique, you know? Would you say, like, kind of like a story, there has to be a beginning, a middle, and end, almost? So, easily. Like that. Easily. Absolutely. It, it has to in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And it has to make sense to any, everybody. And you, does everyone like it? Mm, we're not going to get into that topic. Right. But does it ha- make sense? Absolutely. And that's what I wanted uh, my name and my music mm-hmm. to achieve. With General C, it wasn't getting there. So. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. He's still a loose cannon as a person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that General, won't change. Yeah. I'm sure General LC, oh, he lives God. somewhere He's deep down in your heart. No, yeah, he, if you he, believe hard enough. Oh, yeah. He gets no. away from him He's a like lot. He's like Santa. <laughs> He's like, He's, comes once a year, bring milk and cookies. There you go. There's almond a, milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you leave out the cookies and the almond milk. For General LC, all right. Unless, <laughs> unless you want a, unless you want a bathroom incident, in which case, br- bring uh, what are, what are the abuelas system <laughs> for cleaning? Oh, fabuloso. Oh, fabuloso. Oh, then bring the fabuloso with bleach. Fabuloso, not a sponsor, but yeah. if you'd like to, come on around. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I used to use that when I cleaned houses in San Marcos. Um, that was very. It you works know, great. I mean, I'm, every time I smell it now, I'm gonna think of that. I'm gonna think of that time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's a loose cannon out the mouth and you know out the other. <laughs> 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 <So> <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> promise, tell your story now. <laughs> right. yeah, sorry, sorry, promise. You have to follow that. But no, same question to you. Where, you know, where, where did you, where did the, where did promise come from? Well, promise is actually my first name. My last name is Shepherd. No my full name is on Wikipedia, so I don't mind sharing it. I guess <laughs> <laughs> promise, Jason Jamal Shepherd, which all together means like covenant healer of beauty. Yes. Nice. And Shepherd is a leader, so. Um, True yeah. promises from Bible, Christian uh, mm-hmm. right. promise of God, which is the Holy Spirit, uh, which was given to people to comfort with words of wisdom and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I equate it to, I guess, God's gift to lead people and heal through beauty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really also good. Also speaks to like a lot of my early songs. Not mm-hmm. purposely, but after I found out like the meaning of my mm-hmm. name and looked back, yeah. a lot of my songs are like speaking for women, empowering mm-hmm. women, and stuff like that. Noticed. Not not that yeah. not that like not that, I, that wasn't the purpose, right? But when I look back, I'm like, oh wow, okay, so I I really do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you channeled in that higher <laughs> it power, makes my sense, friend. Right? I yeah, guess. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And as a person, he is very supportive of women. So yeah, I can I can tell from from a lot of the music that we listen to, and we'll Shameless talk about that. plug. I, I I too am working on a festival. Nice. In oh, go ahead. July. Yeah. First female focused festival of its kind in Toronto. Oh wow. Uh it's gonna be showcasing about twenty five artists. I got oh, wow. industry professionals from uh hip hop BX, YouTube and the likes of such female mm-hmm. industry professionals from from presidents to head of promotions to blah 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 blah. Oh, wow. Uh coming through to share uh, and import impart knowledge into anyone who's coming. There's also going to be a couple like guest performances for males, like because I didn't want it to be, um, like, segregating. Exclusive. Right. You know, like, oh, here's right. a girl show. Yeah. You guys can do that, <laughs> and then just go back to regular programming. Because right. part of why I wanted to do this is so to showcase mm-hmm. the talent that that is there, not getting acknowledged, but also to integrate into what's going on. So hopefully, after that, more people will do more things mm-hmm. like that, right. and all these tours Agreed. that are following will start including. Wow more female artists. I know it's super hard for many reasons, Mm -hmm. pros and cons, many reasons, Mm -hmm. but like it's possible and it should happen. Yeah. And I do that too when I do shows in Austin. Mm -hmm. I'm all about finding uh, fellow female electronic artists, producers. I don't want to just be a bunch of guys on the stage either. I want to balance it out. I want to bring... I'm witness to that. He'll be like... I was uh, booking a few shows at one point, and then he said, "You got to get some women in there." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. You're, uh, you yeah. know, I'm glad he that he was like the first one to think about that too. I mean, because it's not like it was n- I wasn't trying to. Mm-hmm. It was just more like it, you know, it was just I was just trying to get get people right. that were exactly. available, yeah. you know, because yeah. it still seems like the music industry can, for the most part, still be a boys' club. Yeah, right? yep. it yep. is a boys' club. Yeah. Even as a guy, I'm kind of like, okay, <laughs> I have so I'd much really to about that. <laughs> I really Lauren, don't want. Lauren, if you feel like this is the place. <laughs> We're open to it. I was gonna say, Lauren's like you are preaching to the choir over here. I that thank you, and if and I really appreciate you, AC and Steph of y'all giving me that platform to to talk about that, and we'll talk about that soon. So yeah, that's yeah. just uh Check yeah. Out the exclusive Lauren Lyman interview. <laughs> 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 but uh, no promise. Yeah, like I love that he's doing that festival. That's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, that's beautiful man. That's yep. that's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, Man, I mean, this is this is you know, just to have, you know, be not not just being such a, a an artist that you know the spotlight needs to be on on me all the time, right. you know, 
And mm-hmm. I think I think there's a lot of performers and there's a lot of people who 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 are in these artistic spaces who are who can be pretty egotistical and just be like, look mm-hmm. at my art, look at my stuff. I think it's pretty awesome that that there are people out there who are trying to include uh, right. people who otherwise would not get the, get the spotlight. Right. That's um, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, so Evan, let me let me start with this. Um, Man, you know, just l- watching your YouTube videos and just listening to your, your music, whether it's Spotify or whatever. Um, yeah. Between the, between the electronic music and then using traditional instruments. <coughs> first of all, where where did that come from? Like, where did your 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 I don't want to call it an obsession or a need, but where did that come from? As far as you know, wanting to play multiple traditional instruments. It is an obsession. <laughs> no. Um, it's it's just um that's the root that's just where i started out seven years old i started violin around 10 years old i was playing my brother's guitar and uh my uncle raymond gave me one of his keyboards at 11 and i started tinkering with that i just taught myself aside from the violin i had like only a month on guitar but i just taught myself how to play all of these different instruments eventually piano double bass and then kind of tinkering with a cello and then a viola, but, you know. So how yeah. many in total? A total of six. Drums as well. That's That would be the sixth. Yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a band in middle school with my friend Riley and uh, Rainin, and we did this project that I had a concept for. I made up a word that actually ended up being a real world, a real word called, just I just ended up misspelling it, called collude. And nice. I, I learned how to play drums and bass in that. Uh, but I was really the guitarist and songwriter, and then doing other things afterwards. I w- and going to college, especially, you know, my my violin teacher told me, Evan, just learn composition. You don't follow the rules, and you play all these instruments. <laughs> just just learn how to write songs, man. Just just go to college and do that. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word. And and he's right. I, I just had a lot of fun just yeah. writing uh, for all these different instruments, and that really clicked. So when I went to England learning music technology mm-hmm. i mean you you tinker on your own with garage band but that right. really opened pandora's box yeah. for me mm-hmm. for that and Absolutely. that was really cool recording technology engineering live sound um all the different daws we could use even though we really just use logic pro because they england just loves logic pro man apple really did good <laughs> yeah man <laughs> so they just they love logic but i i learned um ableton and then after that uh reason and those were all different cool sounds and that's and knowing that i can incorporate real instruments not giving this entirely synthetic feel in electronic music because even when you listen back on the old electronic music the beginning stuff like the really cool popular stuff from the 80s and 90s Mm -hmm. they put real instruments in there they had real analog gear in there Mm -hmm. In, in real guitars or drum sets sometimes. So I felt like this sh- art should not be lost in the electronic method. Right. You know, all these guys doing like, you know, Skrillex or Calvin Harris, not hating on entirely music except for Skrillex. Skrillex is just awful. <laughs> I remember when that all came out. And, and But, you know, like, yeah. but other guys like Calvin Harris, he makes some good stuff or um, Rest in Peace, Avicii, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Disclosure, they're really good. They actually do incorporate real instruments. Mm -hmm. Subtract, he incorporated real instruments. Uh, Bonobo, he does. He has like live bands. So I I knew that 
this was possible. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this art, and they're right, this art should not be lost. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had to carry that torch as well, at least here in um, the southern region of uh, uh, the the U.S. Mm -hmm. Because there's other cats that are repping really well, uh, east coast, north, central, or west coast, plenty west coast, Mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. What about here in the South? Right. Nobody, right. nobody right. really solid. So I w- right. hope to cut through that. Well, well let, let me ask you this. You know, just kind of being a, a, a producer yourself and being a DJ and, and a music maker yourself, producer tags, love them or hate them? No hate. I mean, if, if people um, like myself as a producer mm-hmm. who use these tags um, and gets attention – Absolutely. I, I've had actually attention from one guy in uh, Houston, alternative rock guy. Mm-hmm. He reached out and he's like, hey, listen to my SoundCloud. I would listen. I'm like, you have some good potential with your songs. I, if you want me to be a producer, you know, here's my budget. Let me know when you're ready. Right. You know, so it That's works. Awesome. It works. It's okay. just because, you know, we, we you know, just kind of listening back to the old stuff, uh, you know, you know, as we're going through the chart and we're, we're mm-hmm. in the 90s right now. You really don't hear a whole lot of producers shouting right. themselves out. Right. You know, mm. when, when when a Babyface song comes on, you know it's Babyface. <laughs> you know? yeah. But now every other song on the radio, you hear DJ Khaled, yeah. you know, yelling out. Oh, my God. That, or, you know, DJ Mustard. Well, you know, respect to them. Yeah. And they do make good music. But, like, how much do you want to... T- do, do you feel like it takes away from the, the artists that they intend to put up front? I don't... Well, so, I like I said, I'm not against it. But for me... I'm I'm old school. Well, I'm, I mean, just those guys who take it to an extreme. Oh, those I mean. those who take it to the extreme. Commenting on those guys, yeah, they're really retarded. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just absolute idiots and just just they just completely rely on gimmick. Mm. They don't they know they don't have anything to offer long term, so they do, they think by shouting their names out hard yeah. like that, mm-hmm. they know they're like I'll be remembered forever. Yeah, as the guy who kept saying, DJ Khaled. I'm like, God damn, that's it. That's it. Nothing else to them um, or anybody else like that. Um, but for me, I, I'm like, no. Nah. Very sad facts. Yeah. yeah. Facts nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Pharrell didn't have to do that. Right, exactly. Q- Q-Tip didn't have to do that. Right. Dilla didn't have to do that. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, the mastermind, Quincy Jones, never had to do that. Exactly, yeah. George Martin. Uh, anybody else, they never had to do that. Nobody in rock. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to do the same. I look at to the greats and everyone knows who, what their sound was. Right. And I'm going to just stick to that. Exactly. Because I, I feel like there are producers, even who, who today, um, you know, modern producer I could, or, or modern beat maker and DJ today, um, love them or hate them, DJ Snake, you hear a song, you know it's a DJ Snake song. That's what I've found. Um, and so That's I just good. think it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's a little silly. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's not quite, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to end that one. I just <laughs> think it's silly. It is. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, so going to shift the attention a to little bit. Yeah. Promise. Um, my boy. You know, um, I got to, I got to ask you, man, you're, you're, you're from Toronto. Um, you're from Canada. Uh, let, let me let me let me ask you this. So, is, is Toronto the the hip hop central for Canada? I mean, you have Drake coming out of there, of yeah, course. Definitely. We don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> 100%. 100%. There's no, like, 100%. No, no subcultures or other cities that, that you know, have I a, mean, there's other tiny scenes, other mm. places, but nothing like Toronto. Yeah, it's just it's explosive like that, like yeah, nothing. Toronto's a spot for everything. Right, right. It's kind of the, I guess, would you compare it to, to the Nashville mm-hmm. for country music? Just kind of everybody yeah. congregates there? Yeah, as, as much as, like, you know, the the music scene isn't as big as it may seem online, mm-hmm. but it's def- definitely, uh, especially for urban and pop mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Mm, okay. Uh, so when, when you take a look at, you know, U.S. rap, it feels like depending on what part of the country you're in, you have guys that you look up to. If you look at West Coast guys, they look up to Snoop Dogg, they look up to... NWA, those guys. If you're on the east, if you're on the east coast, if you're New York, you, you look up to Rakim, you look up to uh, to Jay Z. For Canadian rappers, who who's that Mount Rushmore for you guys? Is it still being built? Mm. That's a tough one, man. Mm. I uh, I guess everybody twenty seven and under. Mm-hmm. Drake is all right. they might even know mm-hmm. anyone older than that knows mm-hmm. hip hop not that Drake's not hip hop but like knows decades or years back when the first rapper was in Canada and you might call a name like Socrates or Maestro mm-hmm. I think he was the first to bring rap to television in America I guess from Canada um, so Socrates, Maestro, Cardinal Official, he's oh, yeah. no, probably yeah. one of the first to like go mainstream when right. he signed with Akon, and um, you know there's others, there's Dream Warriors and a bunch of groups and things like that. But I mean, those would probably be the first names, I think. Right? Do do you see do you do you see a growth in 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 rappers and in, in the hip hop scene in Toronto that that you think could rival, you know, an Atlanta or a or a um, or an Oakland or a or, or a New York. Do you see that that potentially getting to that to that point? Do you think no. the, the level of talent? You don't think so. I think the level of talent is better than anywhere else, but mm-hmm. originality mm. in hip hop. Wow, I don't see okay. much. Right. I see like maybe two or three artists that are talented and original. Mm. And this is why I love him. Everybody else like either sounds like Drake or sounds yeah. like trap mumble rap. We're on the block mm-hmm. or we're in jail and we're yeah. trying to make a mixtape or you know what I'm saying yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Right. Five, which is cool for somebody. Right. I guess you know. Yeah, they got yeah. they got followers yeah. on Instagram, so yeah. you know people like it. Well, well, let me let me ask you this then: as a rapper who is also a, a husband and a father, and from what we can gather, a man of faith, when you take a look at guys like. Lil Pump, Lil Xan, Six Nine, guys like that. Does it frustrate you what the potential future of hip hop could be if that's the route that we're taking? Yeah, no, I mean, I I just think it's right now. That's not the future. Like, you don't I, think so, so? I'm not. I'm not worried. I can already right. see the decline. Whether mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's because people are <clears throat> like actually thinking or because they're all getting locked up i don't really care <laughs> yeah. but i see a brighter future right. so like i don't care yeah you know I, uh, suddenly people are getting locked up and charged and i'm like <laughs> put them away that's how i, I you know, bye I, bye i don't care like for me i'm like 
you know, no disrespect to anybody who's like free so and so, but <laughs> did he do the crime? Right. Yep. That's the big question. <laughs> that's yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah. It's the law. Like, but yeah. did he do you it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I've gotten tickets that I didn't like, mm-hmm. but if I did it, I had to pay it. It's just right. what it right. is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so you when you when you think about those guys who really pay no respect to um, lyrical talent, mm-hmm. you think that's that's fading away. And you think guy who are some guys who who stick to that lyrical path who are new guys, who who do you think could be the future of of, of hip hop? I don't really, I'm not that really deep rooted in hip hop to answer on a whim. So I'm I don't know if if I listen to anything, it's more so singing stuff. Okay. Like I'm I'm a songwriter at heart. So while I rap, I'm a songwriter mm-hmm. first. Right. So I mm-hmm. I really, I really really truthfully, 100 percent transparency. I really only rap because I'm a way better rapper than singer. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, I, I, I mean, like rap, right. and I love hip-hop and everything. However, if I was equally as good at singing, mm-hmm. I may be a singer who can rap. Right. Hmm. Fonte. Exactly. You know, one of my I favorites. Fonte, Fonte, Chaos. A lot of my favorites are equally talented at, at right. both those things. So that's, mm-hmm. like, my lane. Like, so while I love hip-hop, don't get me wrong, but, like, when they... I don't know if you guys know, but when they were mad at Lupe Fiasco, when he, was, <laughs> oh, I think he yeah. was doing the Grammys or something like that, and yeah. he's like redoing Tribe and he messed up a lyric or something, I was like, I probably wouldn't even be able to take the gig because, <laughs> let alone trying to memorize my lyrics, like memorize something that I might not have listened to. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know the hits, but I don't know the deep catalog. You're mm-hmm. going to get mad at me if I mess up a lyric? Like, that's right. intense. Right. <laughs> so, so, so then if, if you're more of a, of a songwriter, um, and I, and I kind of got that vibe when you kind of mm-hmm. listen to a, to when you're listening to a promised song, the music doesn't feel like a, a rap song. Like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like a hip hop song. Definitely not, you know, a modern day one. So <laughs> take me through, you know, what, what starts off, where, where is the genesis of a, of, of a promise song? What music is it, a, a word? Just the music itself. Yeah. The vibe, the vibe. So, yeah, always. so it, it then, then let me ask you this: Is that why, um, you know, you you, you know, just as an example, when you're working w- with Evan and the things that he's putting out, is that the c- kind of things that kind of gets the the lyrics flowing in you? Just kind of like what what you want to start putting down on paper, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I listen to the the vibe that I'm getting from the chords or mm-hmm. you know the rhythm. That's right. And I go from there, and rhythmically I map out what it feels like, how I would bounce around <laughs> on it. And then um, what, you know, what I feel will dictate what the song's about. That's how I usually mm-hmm. work as opposed, or sometimes, sometimes the producer, and I like when they name the beats, mm-hmm. sometimes that might click. I don't like getting the like beat 2847. It's like, okay, so <laughs> I got to do all the work. Fine. I got to. It's all okay. just cataloged data. Just, I'm just sorry. know that you're a beat maker and not a producer <laughs> right. at all. Okay. <laughs> Which is fine. And the funny thing is, <laughs> and funny thing is he's asking me to work on this track that kind of got him inspired with a particular vibe. And we were, when we just picked up the Willie's barbecue on the way over here, 
I saw this nice graffiti title that just resonated between what Promise and I share interest wise. Mm-hmm. And that in this phrase said, um, what was it? Love, it's, love. love must be real. Yeah. Love must be real. That's good. And I was just like, that is the title of the track. And I just got to get that vibe now mm-hmm. to where he likes it. And it definitely matches that. And, that. and that's, and that's why I like working with promise because we understand like, it's all about the vibe and that way everything just unravels. Yeah. That's awesome. And side mm-hmm. note, um, I was really interested to see how the process was going to work because, uh, on one one of Curtis's new songs, which you heard um, a live version of yeah. at his last show, "Mess in These Streets." Yeah. Yes, oh my goodness gracious, we were obsessed with that for. <laughs> still, we still are. But anyway. yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. Thank um, you. That's yeah, no, a it's a monster of a song, but it's uh, you know, of course, on on um, on paper, if you will, on um, you know, the track itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a little more chill. I'd say it's a lot more chill, but still. Um, there's so much uh, heat behind it too, yeah. and then uh, we sent it to Promise to do a verse to rap a verse, and I was like, "Wow, how's this gonna? I wonder how this is gonna happen." When he sent it, when he sent it back, and we listened, I was like, "That's cool, man! Like, <laughs> it's just it's wow. gonna be great." <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know, actually, um, if we could send y'all maybe that MP3, you know, maybe yeah. you could play a little bit, little bit of it for the Please? pod. Please. Yeah, right. yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it to you right now from my Google Drive. Yeah, you can do a clip. Thank you very it's unreleased, but if you want to do a clip of it, so we absolutely can. Um, so let me let me let me ask you this: Promise, you know, so you, you came here to Austin. How many how many South Bys have you done so far? Over ten. Over ten. Yeah. Wow, Dang. golly. Yeah. Um, let me ask you: as somebody, uh, you know, on the outside, you know, we like to call ourselves the live music capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's pretty accurate? No, no, it wasn't until I think yesterday that I actually found that fact to be true. Really, it's Googleable. I did not know we were we were thinking. Uh, both Daniel and I were thinking it would be Nashville, right, to be anything to do with music. Although, actually, I did hear that a few South Bys ago about it, but I didn't I didn't understand why, mm-hmm. because I only know it for South By, right? Right. So, and when anybody thinks music in America, usually they say Nashville, Nashville right? That's where the labels are. That's where the publishing companies are. That's where all these things. Yeah. Supposedly. All the licensing companies. According to Google and Wikipedia, that the name is because you have the most live venues per capita. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that we need to rely on these um, infrastructures just to get things done in music. Oh, asking this question to Evan. Yeah, he's cynical as fuck. So uh, <laughs> let him give his cynicism right now because he's like, oh, I hate that slogan, live music capital of the world. I, I know, I really do. As as we've all been shocked and awed with me being a fourth generation Austinite, <laughs> you know, my mom and dad t- tell of tales of Austin's music scene back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So I get to hear a lot of what was, and my Uncle Raymond as well. He was very, he was very proactive. And... Um, I'd like to be friend with um, uh, older people because I feel it's important as a young person. If I want to go anywhere in life, I got to learn from the past. Same. So I like to also hear from other people. And I've actually ran into my friend Pops, who just is before we came here, just before we came here, when we came to go to the store to get a few snacks, iced coffee and all that. He was there going to the store and. He just absolutely hates what South by Southwest become has yeah, become. Yeah, he's our sixty-eight-year-old sage. Like he's just like because he's you know, he's so been yeah. He's y'all are the same. Yeah, <laughs> he, we are. No, we were literally born the same day, yeah. June eleventh. Yeah, oh. 
He's precisely. You look great for sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank you, thank you. But um, but going back to my point here with you know, s- hearing the tales from him, my uncle, my parents, you know, Austin definitely did have something. And case in point, um, my mom's cousin, uh, Mike Taylor, the late Mike Taylor, he was actually Austin's first black person to be a rock radio DJ in Austin. Mm. And he did such a success um, that he ended up working for a record label. But, of course, it was the 70s, so, you know, like, he had his own little Studio 54 kind of experience, and that got the better of him, so he didn't stay long in the um, record industry. But um, my mom definitely got to see a lot of cool shows, see a, a lot of what was done. My uncle was working a lot behind the scenes. He was a session drummer, and then... Consul, uh, consulting, working with producers, and but Austin after that, pretty much at the eighties, it just died down. And it was just more of a squabble uh, between venues and the city government, and just trying to figure out how you know can we keep the fire burning, and that's been a head scratcher for years. Huh. And but the problem is the biggest biggest issue it, it goes back to the venues, and they all play the same music my mom keeps telling me evan austin is s-o-s same old shit rock blues and soul or no i'm sorry rock Rock, blues and country country. i wish there was soul we wish rock blues and country i've been saying soul a lot rock blues and soul a lot because there's been a lot of (laughs) a lot of bands we've been (laughs) seeing that do that themselves that way yeah Yeah. but it's been rock blues and country folk singer songwriter stuff Mm -hmm. it's been the same stuff and it's hard to find the electronic scene here. Yeah, like, like hip hop scene, hip hop rap. Yeah. I mean, Small. you want that? You go to Houston for that. Right. And I was like, wait, what? Why? Can it just be in every city that feels it yeah. and expresses their own way? As a kid, I wanted to hear like someone like Bone Thugs and Harmony yeah. when I was a kid, or Cypress Hill. Mm. You know, granted, I wouldn't be smoking the pot then, <laughs> but but at least I would have something fun <laughs> like those guys. Um, and you know there was no electronic groups like Chemical Brothers or Crystal Method or Prodigy for me. Um, it's just rock, and particularly of the '90s and early 2000s, it was punk and metal. And I'm like, I don't have anger problems like these guys. I'm sorry, I do, and I don't. Not that bad. I don't have daddy issues where I go run and rampage and mosh. Okay, so that that I told was you just it was a loose cannon, by are the way. So, so are you saying this is this is indicative of the of the whole music scene, or just this, South by Southwest? This is the whole music scene, so but South by Southwest became this just a corporate enigma. Right. It became it moved away from the local support that it Got it yeah. was doing, and apparently, from what we've heard, that. This year they wanted to be more locally focused, uh, music wise. Did yeah. you see that though? Actually, kind of. Actually, yes. You saw the effort. Saw the effort, okay. but um, you know there wasn't so much enough outreach mm-hmm. from them to other Austin musicians gotcha. to be like, "Hey guys, you're on this list with like AMF, you know, or Ham and something else. You know, let's you get you guys. Yeah, it's not. In- you you guys didn't." get out there you weren't a part of it no, no we didn't get a yeah, chance you to definitely you definitely see it and feel it if you even if you haven't been there before but you look at like the headliners mm-hmm. and you see like the surprise special guests who right. came out like nelly yeah mm. bmx and big boy no disrespect to those artists because <laughs> you know they can do what they do right. but it's 2019 right yeah 
Yeah. So back in high school now. Yes. Right. <laughs> not throw, throwback yeah. Thursday. Time okay. capsule. Nelly was my shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was. You do you know? think there's yeah. any other festivals that are trying to pick up, you know, trying to pick up the slack for those other genres like Euphoria Fest or, or anything like that? Or, mm, I mean, Euphoria Fest um, is purely like psychedelic theme. They have right. a theme. Right. So, I mean, electronic music is and always has been psychedelic in nature, yeah. depending upon the energy that it brings with that um aesthetic mm. i think some cool things are going on over at come and take it live for hip-hop mm-hmm. yes um i'd say that's like a that's been a nice venue for them for for us you know yeah and i plan to like link up with them too um yeah i mean and that's just around the corner from our place on the east side yeah so um yeah i mean it's just there's very few venues i think and like we said it's the live music capital i would say the live music venue capital of the world mm-hmm. um you That's know so you have okay. to go for the venues that will support you right. and give you a stage constantly a residency mm-hmm. and that way you build a scene yeah and if mm-hmm. you d- without that you don't have a scene and everyone's just kind of lost in the mix mm-hmm. uh and then the blues country and and rock takes over mm-hmm. um yeah forever and, and there is you know um with come and take it live it comes originally from you know, more of the metal punk scene. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for those who really, you know, knew history, music history with punk, you know, hip hop was closely tied with that. Yeah, they shared the same venues, actually, traditionally in New York City. Yeah, the fact that they did that was like really cool. I was like, oh, great for them for doing that. Um, And there is only one place that's like truly electronic uh, in town, but (laughs) it's so small. It's like, why bother? Because... Mm -hmm it's not enough room for people to dance because electronic music is supposed to be, you know, you know, very kinetic for the listener to get up and have some fun or even just lay back and chill. But it's a very tiny place called plush. I love it, but Mm. it's just so tiny and, you know, really, really ratchet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's the ratchet side of. So you of can't be like super comfortable when you want to like ch- chill and you know. But I'd say come and take a live. Also, is you know taking over on that too because they have the silent, uh, the silent disco uh, disco parties where you put on your headphones and it oh. no yes. one speaks to each other. You just dance and listen to the music. Mm. I think that's how it goes. And I've been meaning to go to one of those. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I want to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I got one more question for Promise, and then we're going to play a game. We cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so tell us about, you know, you. so you were telling us earlier you, you've been putting out content every, once, a every once a month. Once mm-hmm. a month? Or, yeah, yeah, once a month um, on your Instagram leading up to this, uh, to a new, a new album, correct? Or no, actually, uh, it's part of a kind of like a campaign okay. idea that I had, and I said, let me kind of like beta test it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I've been giving my core fan base um, a song a month since last January. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of this year, <laughs> I released, because I, I, I'm constantly making music. music. I do music full time, so like I'm always yeah. recording and I own my own studio and I'm writing for other artists as well. And I have so much music that I'm like, let me figure out a way that I can get the music to the people. I've been signed four times and labels suck and... <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just giving it directly to to the people now and just trying trying that and seeing how it goes and seeing how people appreciate it and whatnot. And uh, I wanted to share some new music that I did last year that kind of speaks about um, my life a little bit more and um, where where I've been these past few years, what's happened, 
um, you know, stuff like that. Because a lot of people um, who know my music, they they've asked. I kind of put it out there a lot, like what you guys want to hear, like mm-hmm. you know, because I can write about anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are always saying, "Oh, want to hear about you and your life and your family and your love your kids and blah blah blah." <laughs> and uh, that's actually what we're working on that too, because we did a children's album last year and we kind of beta tested mm-hmm. that oh, wow. in, in Canada. And we we're like, well, we'll see if people really want this and if we sold out we're like oh okay let's do it we did an ep sorry so we have a full uh family album that we're going to be releasing this year and i have an album that's family focused Mm -hmm. kind of like uh like hip-hop kind of like uh common meets j cole and Drake type nice. vibe. I've heard some of know? the songs. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. there's there's that the two albums. Uh, my wife has an EP, al- uh, an EP, and she's nice. working on another EP. We have an album together, her and I, and we have like a coloring and activity book that the kids are putting together with story as well type thing. So like a whole family That's package cool. type wow. thing, right? Cool. Yeah. So so people, you know, we get we get most of the looks now on like social media and everything right. when we do family stuff and right. our kids and everything right. like that mm-hmm. so i definitely said, okay. noticed that on, like on your instagram you have your kids uh, yeah and then, uh, th- you had a you had a whole video oh yes oh yeah, and we filmed the show we yeah. have a, a a season full of episodes that we've been working on and editing and i taught myself how to edit last year nice. so you know i've been working on that as well so we have that to release as well with the whole family push when we do that man that's, that's awesome. awesome that's awesome mm-hmm. that's really cool so uh man <laughs> we'd have to check all that out especially yeah. i mean it's just it's <laughs> oh just yeah. awesome like your, your your music already is i don't want to say family friendly but it's you know right it's, it's yeah. it kind of <laughs> is you know yeah. it's it not it's not you know you don't have to worry. It's if not the kids yeah. are raw. The, exactly. You don't have to worry if the kids are in the car yeah. if you put on a promise song. And I don't even like think about it too because the songs are so good exactly. that I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. I mean, kind of yeah, going back to you know. what you're saying. You know, you're just that songwriter, and yeah. you, I mean, you. We were. You choose your words. Daniel and I were talking about this. It's it's kind of a problem because my demographic in my mind, if I if I had to narrow down, which I can't, but if I had to, it's nothing near that Mm -hmm. but everybody listens to my music so i fear a couple of the songs that are going to come out Mm -hmm. they're not really they are family friendly but i mean like i don't know like i you know on one song i say i think i performed it today it's like uh tell them demons go to hell you know what i'm saying oh yeah i don't i don't really want my kids saying that right (laughs) so you know what i'm saying there's certain things that's obviously still radio friendly and stuff mm-hmm. like that right. but yeah. i think that's the better word radio friendly. yeah but it's, it's hard yeah. to but i mean radio changes every, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. they allow on radio now yeah. that i'm yeah. like whoa yeah and hell that's, is, that's hell, hell is a real place yeah. so you could still claim that yeah yeah and i, I use it in context that's <laughs> yeah, my yeah. thing is if you use it in yeah. context it's not profanity you're just listening to one right? of your songs on the way here yeah, yeah. Nice. and the words of george carlin words are words unless you use them in the wrong context yeah yeah so yeah but still like you know I have another song that I did and I changed the hook, but because I just found it was too, too much. And it's mm-hmm. like, it makes sense. And it's perfectly grammatical and whatever, but at oh, the yeah. end of the hook, each line you say, um, it's killing me, it's killing me, it's killing me. And like, I'm like, it's a bit much. Mm. <laughs> so I changed the hook. Right. <laughs> so you're so, you're so thoughtful about 
what you're writing and what you are going to put out. Yeah. So that kind of just goes towards your artistry. But it's a know? gift and a curse because it's like sometimes, and I didn't, I didn't write that hook, so I don't feel as bad. <laughs> but like sometimes it's like, I feel like art is expression. Like yeah. you shouldn't have to change it, which mm-hmm. is why I, right. you know, I feel like if somebody wants to swear as, as dumb as I may think it is in that situation, mm-hmm. if it's their expression, right. I respect right. that. Right. You know, I may not understand it, but that just means to me it's it's not for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. all art is for anybody, you know, it's yeah. for sometimes it's just for that person to right. yeah. to release that or whatever. Yeah. Hello and you're not gonna like what you see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, abs- yes. And that <laughs> is like Absolutely. <laughs> like it's just um I'm like, let me be me you know. To and it just doesn't always make for a polite conversation. <laughs> Especially in the South. They're like, oh my God, you can't say that. So oh, oh my dear. Yeah, you have completely my offended my southern. Yeah, literally, like a woman, a woman no less tried. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't even cuss on Facebook, but she told me to take a post down because it was too real or something, or it was like, what? it was like really like, um, you know, I was talking about musicians and how they uh, compete socially mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm Constant doing this, posting. and it's like spam. And and, 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 and the other musicians are doing it too, buddy. So chill, right. you know. Right. Like have a schedule. Like do mm. Monday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday, and don't be like I'm doing this today. And it's like the same thing that they post on their story and on their Instagram and on their Facebook. It's like a three post in yeah. one day, and it's every single day. And I'm like, chill, <laughs> because you got to think about your audience. And that's really what I was trying to say. But it's like. It came off snarky or something. And I'm like, that's just, yeah, that's, y'all saw my post today. I'm like, done with some of the toxic nature, I think, that comes into, um, you know, that. And I don't know how we got onto that topic. (laughs) It's good, though. Letting it out. Letting it out. It's it's hard, though, because while I completely agree with what she's saying, I also see and have been told about the other side, where it's like, um, well, Instagram and their stupid algorithm that exactly like, that's what I was gonna know, say. Doesn't let algorithm all hunt. the people that signed up to hear from you can yeah. now not hear from you. Only ten percent can hear from mm-hmm. you unless X amount of people engage in the first hour what? and all of this sort of stuff. And it's yeah. like, oh, you want to reach more of your friends and tell them about your life? Well, pay us. Mm. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I've seen that a lot. So that's Instagram, and then Facebook yep. has so much. Sp- Bam and bad content. Yeah. That oh yeah, people. Oh God, it's awful. T- timelines are changing so quick they yeah. don't see. So I have people who are you know real close to me who just can't see yeah. it unless I directly give it right. to them, mm-hmm. and yeah. I can't do that. I don't even have that many followers. Right. Right. Maybe across the board, maybe fifteen thousand, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. to I can't even tell my ten closest friends like. Mm-hmm. I have to start like WhatsApp groups and mm-hmm. text mm. groups and stuff like that mm-hmm. to really let people know. My, even my family, like my mm. sister, know I have, I have to try to remember to tell her, "Hey, hey, I just posted a song today." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if I post it on Instagram or wherever, yeah. they still might not see it. Yeah. Yep. It's mean, the algorithm. You're still yeah. making music. Yeah. What? <laughs> just release a song every month. What do you mean? I yep. didn't hear anything since three years ago. What? Right. <laughs> it's it's a tragedy for us artists that we have to keep working on this digital hustle Sucks. Mm-hmm. because I I've been I used to be really good about just reaching everybody through a old fashioned right. phone call or maybe the most modern attack saying, mm-hmm. "Hey y'all, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Here's what's happening." And and it really breaks my heart that I can't like reach out to family first and then the friends and then keeping mm-hmm. that. Sp- keeping that uh, momentum going for all of us. Now we're just trying to do this algorithm hunt. Yeah. And, and it's just 
it's just heartbreaking, honestly, in my truly honest opinion about it. Yeah, and I'm taking a social media course still, and I sure. haven't finished it. But mm-hmm. when I'm done with it, I'm gonna keep on keep up with all the updates, mm-hmm. and just see how artists can really maximize on this and uh, you know do it the right way. I've also looked Work up Instagram smart. strategies. The I think it's called the dollar eighty strategy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. where you use all the right hash. You use thirty hashtags, and I've used thirty hashtags for a long time now. Um, it does work, um, but you have to do uh, two posts a day, and you have to spend 30 minutes after every post, you know, to, to engage yeah. with every uh. single post. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about it, it does take a long time sometimes to right. make a post because right. you got to edit the photo. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you put it up, you, uh, you know, yeah, you got to put the right caption that'll mm-hmm. be nice and, you know, happy right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then all the hashtags and think about all the hashtags you mm-hmm. haven't used. And right. you kind of have to keep like a, a spreadsheet of the <laughs> every campaign. It's it sickening. It right. is. It's Crazy. a. I mean, I oh do social media yeah. c- uh, content calendars all the time now. Right. And I'm like, That's I'm tired. Right it yeah. takes like Four hours for oh like two weeks of. I posts. literally mm-hmm. plan a post like days before, just kind of get the get the wheels turning on it. Yeah. Oh God. Right. 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 It's bad. I. 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 No, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying yep. to find a lighter word, but no, no, it's true. I, mean, I, yeah. I hate it. The artists can't. Well, in this day and age, I'm I'm hoping it changes. I don't know if it will, but artists can't be artists. Right. They're pushing us or telling us that we have to be content creators mm-hmm. right. we have to mm-hmm. all of us like i i was out here i had to or buy a camera i've never bought a camera in my life i had mm-hmm. to buy a camera because yep mm-hmm. oh you need visuals uh, you, uh, it has to have a good what? resolution doesn't matter if so. your music's great you need uh good and, the and then you need to p- you need to remember to post yeah. yep yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so there's so many things Oh my gosh! It's so much more juggling we're doing now, right. you know. And and it's sad though that back then we Lauren and I watched this documentary on Netflix about James Brown. It's a really good yeah. one. Highly recommend watching it. Yeah, it's a good. One. James Brown, we love this quote. Says music is actually thirty percent creating the music, seventy percent the business. Mm. I thought he said eighty twenty, but no, maybe. no, it's a okay. seventy thirty. Yeah. yeah, and it really. I was gonna say eighty twenty sounds high. N- it no, is. actually, That's what br- I really thought that. Our huh? friend BW said, said it's that. now it's more 80-20. Some yeah. people say I've heard 90-10. So that's, <laughs> that's because they can't do music at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so maybe they're talking about music right now with the mumble rap. Right. And da, 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 exactly. Yeah. So like, they're thinking like, like that. Talent yeah. and the rest is just visuals, viral uh, money, marketing. Who you know, yeah. pass this along. Yeah. Side note on the mumble rap stuff. like we when we, <laughs> went, to, when, <laughs> when we went to New York City... Uh, we saw Thundercat. Oh my God, he's so amazing at Blue the Note. The best. The Blue Note, and uh, Reggie Watts, comedian, opened mm, yeah, up for him. Right. And he was like, like he was talking about something completely different, and then he just kind of sidetracked, and he went, "What's with rappers today? Mumble rappers. They always do." And then he went a whole on a whole thing, just doing that for like five minutes. I don't know, three minutes, whatever. It was like two or three. So funny yeah (laughs) his his whole thing that night was actually just he beatboxed his his music yeah and in this really humorous way Mm -hmm. and he's like this next song is a is a popular track um they're written just for the everyday audience and he and he just started doing oh yeah yeah, that's pretty good 
was very he's entertaining. Like, it was hilarious. He started making just a- ambient noises, star-, star Trek sounds with a microphone. And I'm just like, yeah, this is for everyday people. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was hilarious. I, yeah. And then the other night was Hannibal Brewers for Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was. All right. Yeah. All Guys, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate you. We, we held you a little longer than we intended to. Yeah. But oh, we, no, it's all good. good. This it was, was just it was so good. good. It was yeah. just so good to just talk yeah. and, and just have all this. Yeah, thank uh, you. We're going to go around the room real quick. Lauren, how can people get a hold of you if there are any artists that are interested in, in, in procreating? Let me try. Procreating? No, 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 no. What's up? What's up, AC? No. I was like, wow. The man is right here. Yo. I was like, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use this toilet here and then we're going. Dang. Are there any artists out there who are looking to procure your services as far as public relations and that sort of thing? Uh, I may have just, oh, goodness gracious. But if, if they want to get a hold of you, not I mean, for that other thing. I will be honest. If we're going to be honest here, I've had, you know, some artists come knock on my door because they thought they were going to get some of that. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just be real. He, he was real passive aggressive. I had oh, a sh- talk with him. Sh- let's not bring that shit okay. out. I'm not right. saying that was it. That was it. Obviously, he's going to be God a male. podcast. Just chill. <laughs> no names were given. No names. No names. Yeah. No names. Uh, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Evan's like, I'm right here. No, I'm sorry. No, no um, dude. I know it's a total <laughs> mind slip, my friend. <laughs> Not exactly a Freudian slip. Just like oh, I'm. My, my tongue is too big for my mouth. I think. It's just blah, blah, blah. We've been talking a lot, so we're yes. good. Um, so people can get a hold of me. Um, actually, um, uh, today, as of this morning, I've decided to uh, shut the business down for a few mm, months. Okay. Take a little hiatus. No, um, hey. So they can't get a hold of me. <laughs> um, if they just, you know, want to look into services um, for the future, it'll be uh, info at othersideaustin.com. Um, see you in a few months. <laughs> um, but I do have some people that have already, like, uh, said they want website work done. So until the end of March, get them in. And as long as you're paying me, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We got we got a thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but in, in this festival is like one of my last big projects too. So that's March 24th. Cool. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Evan, Mr. Eburner, where can they find your music? Where, they, where can they get a hold of you if they uh, need to do all that? Yeah, I mean, if they want to listen to my music to enjoy, work, work out, uh, study, whatever you got to do with it, uh, you can find me Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, eBurner, um, lowercase e, capital B, and then obviously Burner. Um, and they can find me at my website, eBurnerMusic.com. If uh, people are interested in uh, my producing services, uh, they can just contact me directly at info at eburnermusic.com. Um, I have EPKs on there as well. My EPKs at my website, absolutely. Lauren helped me set that up. <laughs> Other side, awesome, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can find all my social media tags on my website and ways of contacting me and what your purpose is. So, right there. What's your awesome. Why exactly. You <laughs> the price is right. We can talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Mr. Promise, thank you so much again for being here. Mm-hmm. Where can everybody get a hold of you? Where can they listen to your music? I promise music everywhere. Mm-hmm. Socialmedia.com, Gmail. I'm not, I don't use Snapchat, but if you want to follow me there, 
I'm there. <laughs> I'm with you there too. I promise music everywhere. And you'll find Do we have a date for when, uh, when family No. Okay, all right. I always have to push. I always no. have to ask. Uh, no, yeah, I'm done all my all my parts, but you know, there's still a few tweaks uh, to get to take the kids back from the studio. Mm-hmm. He has to finish stuff. But all my stuff is finished and pretty much ready. Just uh, being mixed and stuff like that. Guys, once again, thank you very much for being here. Uh, for us, for me and Steph. Get a hold of us on Twitter at STTC Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Jump Through the Chart, or on Instagram. Jump Through the Chart yes. at gmail.com. Until the very next time, my name is AC Ponce. We will catch you in the next episode. Bye.